The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who going this town Welcome to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show, Tempe, Arizona, Phoenix, Tempe. Uh, my name sure. is Alex Clancy. We have Kwame Lasseter, uh, Cindy Liska, and Deborah Debris in studio. Welcome. We have a lot to talk about today real quickly. How's everybody's weekends? I haven't seen you all in a week. Uh, Cindy, you go first this time. Mine sucked. So. Okay. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, I had a weekend. It was good. So uh, I'm trying to think. Didn't really do anything other than uh, work, which I typically do, and, of course, watch the Olympics. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Olympics, uh, what did I do? I didn't golf. I did something, but I can't remember. You didn't golf? No. Nah, I haven't golfed for a while. It's too hot. It's true. It's too it's hot. Too hot. Even in the like morning, the it's freaking stuff hot. On the back of the, no, the, back of the golf carts? You know, golf. most courses don't do it with it. You got that algae and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. They they do they did away with that. Uh, but, you know, it's there's certain times you can go in evening time if you can deal with that heat, and that's round three, but you can still get 18 in. Mm-hmm. But in the morning, you know, just tired. Can't do it. Yeah, Can't do it. And it. Yeah, it's too hot. It ruins the rest and of the day. And it's humid now, too. Yeah. So you add that to the heat, yeah. and it just sucks. I mean, I'm going out at like 530 in the freaking morning just to walk the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Them dogs, you better let them out in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about. Uh, first segment, we're going we're gonna to touch on all the Olympic stuff that's happened. Second segment. Uh, I think we're going to have Down and Dirty with Deborah in the second segment this uh, this week. Third segment, we're going to talk some Jonathan Vilma, maybe a little T.O., uh, a little Boomer Esiason talking about Tim Tebow, how he feels like he should be cut. Uh, in the fourth segment, we'll just figure out what we're going to talk about from there. Uh, Gabby Douglas, first woman ever to win the team gold and all-around gold in an Olympics. Woo-hoo. Congratulations Yay. for her. She, um, African-American woman. Yeah, she mm-hmm. is. The first woman. First, well, both. Is she? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, uh, you know, but nowadays with, with the uh, gymnastics, you have 12, 13, 14-year-olds coming up for the next Olympics. Or oh, there are 10-year-olds 10, 10 now training. <laughs> Who knows if a 20-year-old is going to be too old to be in the Olympics next uh, next time go around Little Rio. Little kid that can barely well, walk is starting to practice already. And they were talking already. about the oh, last no. three Olympics has been all rookies. The la- Olympic gymnastics teams have been comp- comprised of complete rookies. There has not been anyone who's been in four years ago who's made the wow. team the next year for the last. Three Think years. about the sponsors wow. you can get from a, a, a young kid. Now you can't, you can't, you can market a twenty-year-old, but when certain sports like like football, if you're thirty-something, now you're too old to play football, but you're not too old for life. And gymnastics, if you're twenty years old, you no. may be getting too old. And that's, well, that's and, new. And mm-hmm. where you can get your sponsors is different, too, because right, right. if you've got a younger person coming up, you can w- go with the kids' clothes, you can go with the kids' drinks, you can go with a lot of those types of things. I would do as well a Viagra commercial if I was 27 there in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. Of course you would. Uh, one thing that people don't think about... You probably have the mirror in the demo, too. Huh? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, one thing that people don't think about a lot with women's gymnastics is what do they do after? You know, there's not a there's not a huge draw for professional gymnastics. 
doesn't really exist, especially after a certain age. So you're 22, 23 years old. You open up your own studio. You open up your own gym. Definitely. You coach. You judge. I was talking with one of my good friends who who, uh, competed at Indiana University uh, in college in gymnastics. And she said that uh, the USA uh, Gymnastics Corporation, you know, they they bring them on a lot. Like Dominique Dawes works for them. And, you know, so you have that. I I believe Amanda Borden has has a gym here uh, in Phoenix. But, you know, it's, it's difficult. Uh, so I mean, what what is the girl name? And um, she lives in Tucson, but she was an Olympic. The one had a broken foot or messed up foot um, and nailed it. Carrie Strud. Yeah, she's. Yeah. You know, they do things like that. They open their studios, and they you got to think and imagine they've been trained by some of the best, so they've adapted some of those uh, characteristics or coaching techniques. So it's not out far fetched that they will open up their own gym and and, and bring girls in, especially. Because girls are being trained, these young girls are being trained by Olympic athletes, especially gold mm-hmm. medalists. So it, it is easy to do, and it's easy to out, go out there and get sponsors. Because at the end of the day, who's paying for her studios? Those sponsors get their young girls in, and because she is an Olympic uh, gold medalist. Well, now you have speaking gigs. You've got, uh, you know, you talk about Gabby. I mean, she's going to be on every TV show they can get her on. Mm-hmm. I mean, her life is going to change as well as many of the others, big time. And that in itself is going to be a shock to her system and her family. But that sure. that stardom only lasts. I mean, look at right. the last. It only lasts for four years. Nastia Lukin mm-hmm. is doing her subway commercials, but aside from that, mm-hmm. she really doesn't have a whole lot going on. And right. she was in that position four years ago. Right. Well, it depends on yeah your position. You know where you were in the Olympics. How many gold, silvers, whatever did you win? And then what can you make out of it? We've talked about the same in football and other sports. It's what do you do with the celebrity status that you have? Um, and if you plan it right, you can yeah, you can who, work it for a lot of years. Who's in your corner? And I mean like who's really in your corner? Right. It's only who a four trust? year yeah four yeah. year deal before you have to go out and prove it again. And then she has an opportunity to do that because what is she's 15 years old, Gabby Douglas 16, yeah. 16 so she'll be 20. So she will, if everything goes and stays in line, have another opportunity to prove it again and do it again. But mm-hmm. right now, right now, who's in your corner? They're talking about her probably amassing ninety million dollars. I don't think she's going to amass that much money. Maybe around a forty million dollar range if if the right people in her corner, the right marketing team is in her corner, and not saying, "Well, I'm going to get mine first before I give you yours," then she'll be fine. But if, if that's the case, then she's going to get robbed like every most people do in yeah. that business. Now is when you start. Featuring out the fans and the fanatics, right. including your family. It, yeah. It's business. Who you really it's, trust. Right, it's yeah. business. Now, this is what she wanted to do. This is her passion. This is their passion. Now, the Olympics, when it, this part of the Olympics for me is over, then it's business time. Mm-hmm. So now you got to approach it that way, as well as train. Because we saw Michael Fuck come out kind of right. sluggish uh, this week. But, you know, I, I don't think he was, he had that that desire anymore until you start talking about Michael Phelps saying he was this and he was that. When she, you know, that still is the best. He's proven it. So that's when he turned it on, start winning silvers and go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing with Gabby as well, you know, it's, it's um, she has to get better, you know, because everybody else is going to get better. She's getting older, which is sick to say that she's not even 18 yet, and you're saying she's getting older. But she's going to start getting older, and she needs to get, mm-hmm. she is phenomenal. She is the best women's single gymnastics uh, uh, performer in you know in the world right now. Well, she, won, she won the, the all-around, but she didn't win in some of the other areas that she competed in afterwards. Right. And part of what I saw, too, is it goes back to many of the athletes, is not just knowing how to perform in the moment, but be able to, be able to self-regulate and manage the energy of the entire event so you don't get worn out, you don't get you know to the point that you can't perform. Yeah, if, if, you have the, if you have the all-around so early, that's that's her 
That's her Xanadu. That's her max. Okay? Absolutely. And people aren't going to remember who won floor 20 years from now. They're going to remember Gabby Douglas for winning all-around gold and, and team gold it in the same way. It came down Olympics. to that Russian. That was kind of suspect. That Russian girl, I didn't mm-hmm. think, made a mistake. I thought she... Yeah. I mean, you can... You can go with the momentum and go with the excitement and the hype of it, but I didn't think that Russian girl made a mistake for Gabby to win it all around. Uh, it happens because of, okay, this is the Olympics, this is the big stage, and I'm, I'm buying into uh, the story. Because a lot of stories come with the Olympics, uh, who these guys, these men and women are. Um, you buy If you're a judge, you, you judge up to that moment right there, not what she did the last event. That's why I like swimming because you can time, you can, you don't, there's no judges in swimming. There's where you got to yeah, touch it's you something. You in the clock. It's yeah. you in the clock. You yeah. have to like you have that. to touch yeah. something yeah. to find out who's the winner. Yeah, absolutely. What you were just saying though about not seeing the the Russian girl, the scores or whatever, you also have to look at too. There's been editing done because it's been such a delay in the in the airing of these events. Um, with the all around, they're omitting falls and they're omitting things to make it look like it's a closer competition mm-hmm. when it's really not as close as it's appearing to you watching it on So you're TV. saying if the Russian girl would have fell, I would have never seen that? There was, in the team competition, yeah. um, there was a fall on Florex that the Rus- one of the Russian girls made. It wasn't one of the top Russian girls, but there was a fall that one of the Russian girls made that was deleted from the airing. So we didn't know we knew nine hours before when somebody put it on Twitter. Well, we knew nine hours <laughs> so. before that we won, but when you're watching, the, the, it was not as close as what yeah. it appeared to be on um, NBC on floor, because yeah. they edited out falls that you would have said, oh, well, it's not even close. Yeah, but in this, in this instance, wasn't it all around between... Um, this was a different right. thing, but you oh, still okay. don't know what they edited out. Sure. Well, we can talk a whole show about that. If they, if that, if they do that, that's crazy. I know, but I mean, it's... It is it's what it is. TV. TV. It's yeah. TV, too. Uh, let's move on really quick to Oscar Pistorius, the amputee uh, who uh, who is racing in track and field. I, I'm just going to ask, do you think that even though tests have been done saying that he doesn't have a competitive advantage with the carbon fiber uh, cheetah legs is what they've been calling them? Oh, yeah, it's a kangaroo. Well, <laughs> I, but do you think that... Blade Runner. But well, they talk about the swing time of the legs because his legs aren't as heavy as, as those who have sure, natural but he, legs but he has as to push well down as the time on the yeah. On he has the to thrust. push the same, yeah, his right. But I still think right. he has to train for this, too. Because you, mm-hmm. you, um, you saw in the final, his final event, this guy was in last place. Exactly. Um, I don't know. you got to train for it. I, I went back and forth on it. Um, did it are those legs at, at advantage or disadvantage for him? Um, and I haven't come to... And it's yeah, yeah, I haven't come to a conclusion yeah. on, I, you know, if, if it's a benefit for him or do these guys, I don't, I don't know, maybe in trials, those legs might have helped him with that bounce. And I thought, and then you look at it and it has spikes at the bottom. Same thing they would have on their shoes. So, right. but, yeah. so one thing, the kicker for me is that there is no way that he can break an ankle. There's no way that he can if he's making he a turn. He, there are things That's that are human point. that you can never, you can never um, recreate. You can never artificially, inti- you know, you can yeah, never. But what do those legs do to his hips and some of the rest of his body? I'm wondering. I don't know the answer. No, I but mean, I'm, but sure. Yeah. If you're running, the hip movement isn't much. If you're running in a circle, yeah. if you're running in a straight line, the buildup isn't going to. I just like, I, mean, I just like his passion. I like the passion. And his passion and his attitude do, yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, and it took it took a lot, and it takes a lot for him to do that. You, I mean, there's a special Olympics. 
but you know, this guy said, I want to run in the Olympics. Oh, yeah. He qualified for it. But the Paralympics, and I'm not. I'm not sure because I've been looking, but I think the Paralympics, I think that after this is done, the Paralympics is after this, and I believe yeah. he's still competing in the Paralympics. So my personal thing is you pick one or you the other. I'm with that. You, you can't pick one do or the other. both. You know. pick one or the other because you can get, you're getting a lot of extra training. But he is both. He's just exemplary, so why does it matter if he's doing uh, both? Because but he they get, created the Paralympics for a reason, so people with... These agree. Dis- okay, agree. so so how about this? So the guy like that does the the shot put that's that's in a wheelchair. He he's two hundred eighty pounds all muscle and he could throw it far. I mean, it's just like they, they, he's just able to. He's able well, to choose qualify. One. I'm not fine. saying choose, choose one. one. You I'm can not qualify saying they for can't it. qualify. I don't t- disagree with that, but I think you should have to choose one might, or the I'm, other. Yeah, and I I play devil's advocate with you, but you know if 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 I created one, so everybody who still wants to be an athlete, you I can't take. I, I think about this. If I lost one of my legs, would I still want to play golf? How? Would, and I'm thinking about this guy with the two amputee legs, uh, who, who's and technology being so what it, what it is. Will I want another leg to um, go out there and do the things I do? Would I have, still have the same passion for it? Would I want to be in the Olympics, or if I qualify for the Olympics now, or the the um, what you call it? I call it sure. special Paralympics. Olympics. Paralympics. Paralympics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's fine. You have if you qualify for board now you have an option. He's getting a whole lot of training, and by this training, he's going against the big guy. So when he goes against the uh, the other ones, he's like, I've already been to Walk the top. The yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it's yeah I, but the thing is, is wh- what now? So he was given an exemption, or he was allowed to compete. Because yeah. of even though we have the cheetah legs now, f- say say the next where's Olympics, the, the, the carbon fiber, the the technology is going to be that much greater. So, well, is it only going to be him? So is he going to have an asterisk if he wins a medal? Is he going to have like all these things? That that's a good question. Well, that's what about the next guy that comes up that has an arm or yeah, a hand exactly. or anything? Because you need your arms yeah. to your uh, run. Right, and well, but I mean, in any, in other, any sport other sport yeah. that yeah. you use, yeah. Sure, I mean, and you have Casey Martin in in the yeah. PGA, yeah. but that was different. You know, that was riding in a cart. Was it a competitive advantage? I think so, mm-hmm. but that's just me. I mean, I'm happy that huh. he got to come back. I don't think it was something that with golf, it obviously is an advantage because he doesn't have to walk. He don't have to walk. And so, and but yeah. that yeah. Really four days of getting tired and grueling right. work. Sure, if mentally, it, golf is all mental, really. But if you're walking for four days, that's that takes a toll on these guys. Especially some of those courses that are up and down and rolling. The Masters is up and oh down. God, the Masters yeah. is like elevated. It's up and down. If you, if, you, yeah. if you condition yourself and then mentally strong, you put yourself easily in the top 20. Sure. I mean, but again, like I'm going to take back what I said. I don't think it's a competitive advantage enough to that would not allow that would not warrant him to be able to ride in a cart. Like this is and I, the same thing with this. Like who knows if this is a competitive advantage because there's no real way to test the physiological Ness, that's a real word of uh, of of legs and and, and, the, and these carbon fiber stop and these carbon fiber like like there's no real way to determine if if well, they they've if done they the are, test and it was split it was two. split yeah. yeah and I think yeah. part but, of part of him that I have to go with is his attitude I mean if he was cocky and if he was in there with a different kind of attitude but I love to quote they were talking to him on NBC a couple days ago. And his quote was, his mom raised him to be like any uh, normal. So he was yeah. bred and it with takes his a mentality. Lot of that stuff too. He'd say, he'd, they'd tell his brother to put on his shoes and him to put on his legs and go out and play, and I don't want to hear anything else about it. And right. that's the mentality that he's grown up with. So he's. I don't like self-pity, so I'm glad sure. this guy is who he is and why he, he, he... I do agree with Cindy that, okay, if you were able to play, do both Olympics, choose one now. Mm-hmm. He's, he's either one or the other. Yeah, no, I agree. Um... We got to take a break, but on the on the other side, I want to ask you a question about pouting during medal ceremonies when U.S. people win silver. 
Uh, having said that, we'll be back in about 90 seconds. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Radio. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words, we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports. Featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. I just want to listen to it. Welcome back to Kwame Lasser Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris, Cindy Liska, and of course Kwame Lasser in studio. Um, I, I uh, was talking about potential pouting when winning silver or bronze medals, usually by uh, Americans. Uh, maybe I just have a, a vested interest in that. Uh, first, I just want to uh, touch back on, we talked about this last week and I believe the week before, uh, men's, uh, men's USA Basketball. Uh, beats Nigeria by 83 points. Carmelo Anthony has 37 points in 14 minutes of basketball. Then they come back yesterday, beat Argentina by 20. I think it was 29 or 30 it was points. 97 to 126. Yeah. Yeah. So 29 points. Uh, they were they were up one at halftime. People were freaking out, and then Kevin Durant goes off. It's difficult to challenge these guys when the three-point line is almost two feet closer than it is in NBA play. Kevin Durant, that's pretty much a free throw for him. Uh, he had 27 last night, 8 of 10 from 3. You know, I I want kids to play this game so I have something to watch. I don't want to see the, the I don't want to see the USA score 125 points a game and beat a team of 30-year-olds like Argentina is. Uh, it's just not fun for me. I want I want the US to be an underdog in a sport where we should be dominating. By our by choice of us, I I think well like you, like you saying like your opinion is you want them to be an underdog. I think a lot of people want team, somebody to be the underdog to see what how they come from it. But if you got the best in the world and this the Olympics where we display our best in the world, I, I want to put them out there. I think you should have more college guys. I think you know a different mix on the a, team. There, should mix. Be a there shouldn't be one college guy and that's the guy who's right. got drafted um, that year. I think it should be more college guys. But if we put our college guys out there and Argentina scores 97 points, who was supposed to be our uh, was supposed to be their toughest rival, I, I don't know if our college guys can score 97 points against some which Argentina against is going to put against some grown men. It's going to put their veterans out there. Now they play ball over in Europe. That's why we go over there and get all their players mm-hmm. uh, now. Uh, we rather you know when we send our kids to college because we call that doing the right thing. Um, I call it. We're getting that's another subject. But look, <laughs> <laughs> um, but if they're going to play against some grown men. 
they're going to play against some grown men uh, in Argentina, which probably, if they stay on that pace, will win. We'll get the goal in the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, you have you have Spain, you have Brazil, and you have Argentina, the three toughest uh, opponents. All of them have, uh, like, Pau Gasol, Marc Gasol, all of, both over 30, I believe. Uh, Jose Calderon's our point guard, over 30. Uh, Manu Ginobili... Uh, and Andres Nocioni, like all these guys are all over 30. They play in the NBA, but they're they're older. So if you have 23 and under, that could include college and NBA players. Cindy was saying off the air she was wondering why Coach K was coaching okay. uh, coaching NBA, no, no coaching NBA players and not college players because he's a college coach. They've been trying to get him to coach in the pros forever, so right. I think they but he's put, that character, <laughs> put that carrot in front of his face. Quite this right. is the second time, right? Yeah, I mean, and he was also an assistant coach in the original yeah. Dream Team. Yeah, yeah. So he's been there since the beginning, more or less, of NBA players. But if you're going to have a collegiate coach, you should have collegiate players. If you're going to throw all these professional guys in, couldn't you pull in a professional? Well, no, I coach? agree because John because uh, uh, Daly was the uh, right. coach yeah. uh, exactly. when they do a Dream Team. Right. Yeah. Um, and I agree. Why would you, why are you putting in? What is the college coach going to tell? I mean, not that he's not one of the best coaches ever in the history of the game but put a professional coach there's some coaches out there that would love to do that it's right. different we got personalities to deal with right. and, that. and really right. how much coaching do they have to do to these guys I mean no you put, you put they probably so one creating. or two plays these guys yeah. like, like like Alex said uh, Kevin Garnett I mean uh, not Garnett but uh, Durant. Durant, Durant came in and went off he, that, yeah. it's, right. it's, it's playground basketball right. get the hot man keep the ball in his hands no, Coach K oh, I, I think Coach K needs to be there He's until he until he doesn't want to be there anymore he's been there since the beginning well bring the, bring the collegiate guys in but one no, of the things it doesn't have to be correlative like that it doesn't have to be. What is he going to do for? He coached college basketball. Uh, they won. They won gold ever since, except for that one. It has nothing to do with it. They won gold because he he, he coaching pros. He's orchestrating pros, professional guys. If you it, give him no credit. I tell you this. No, I, I said he was a great coach, but I don't. I don't. Points. I don't know why he's there. If uh, he's they beat not, Lithuania by six about yeah. three days ago. So so there's no coaching involved there. I, I tell you this. If there was no coach there the entire time, they would not lose a game. I will put I will put anything on it. There was there's not a coach out there, not collegiate coach. Um, I, they have enough veteran leadership. They have a Kobe Bryant over there that can probably coach that team and run it. They have a leadership, a leader over there to say, okay, let's run this play, let's do this. It's playground. It's the same thing you and I would do if we were playing against two other guys. We we designed a play. Up. We would, I would whoop you up. First of all, we're on team, so how you going to whoop me? This is why you ain't not a team guy. <laughs> oh, stop it. Okay. Well, uh, the other part of this, too, we've got LeBron, who's, uh, you know, could break an Olympic record for scoring uh, 225 points or more. So he's got 56 more points to go in order to beat uh, David Robinson's record. Yeah, and this is really interesting. This is, uh, did you watch the Dream Team um, uh, special? On ESPN? Yeah. Okay, so remember when Magic and Michael, uh, Magic and Larry Bird looked at each other and were like, okay, uh, during that practice, now it's Michael Jordan's team. Right. This right. might be the time where LeBron takes the keys from Kobe. I think Kobe's giving him the keys. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. tried to, but, yes. he's the, but he's thrown them to the ground. We've talked well, about he's, this. Well, he has a championship now, so yeah. it, it, t- it changes my uh, responsibility to uh, all those guys around the league now. Okay, I feel like a champion. Sometimes some people just don't feel like a champion, so they never can reach that. Until you... Until you Win and you feel like a winner and it's mm-hmm. real. Okay, he's probably Superman now. There's probably nothing this guy don't think he can't do on the basketball court. Yeah, I mean, he's probably. We always thought that of him. I, I know I did. I'm like, what, what can he do on the basketball court? 
Well, I mean, he puts up stupid numbers that people overlook because he does it all the time, and when he doesn't do it, it's the only time. It's like when the USA loses. That's the only time that people actually pay attention. Because they're like, oh, good, well, they won by 40. Well, they're supposed to win by 40. Right. That's what's Just don't lose the last game. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it's gonna, it'll be interesting. I hope they beat whoever they beat by 50, yeah. and then they and then this is the last time you have older dudes playing in the, playing in the Olympic Well, and they're basketball. talking about only allowing the players to play one time, too, instead of being Which would be great. Right. Which, Which is great. great. You, you, could get, um, you could get a, a professional guys, you know, second-year guys. You know sure, how we do under the, 23. Right, under 23. Yeah. Get those guys yep. who's probably <laughs> been in the league for three years. Yeah, really, yeah. Mm. Okay, uh, we got to move on. Women's soccer uh, pulls it out the last minute of the last second of the last. Alex Morgan, my future wife, uh, 123 scoring. minutes in. Yeah, um, heads it in. You know they go to the. I mean this is this is great. They are they are America's darlings ever since. I mean the World Cup, the past World Cup. I mean they've they've captivated. Women's sports is tough to be captivated by in our society. I don't agree with that, but that's the overall consensus. WNBA is not is not as popular as the NBA, which is obvious. Uh, women's it's soccer. Fun to watch when it first came in when WNBA to your point, when it first came in, it was you, I mean you had Cheryl watch. Swoops and Cynthia right. Cooper like like women that personalities. Sure, the mm-hmm. women made their name in college then transitioned right into it. I mean, you have Diana Taurasi there who we all know around in Phoenix and I mean right. I watched her in Connecticut, Maya Moore. I mean, but in soccer these women are, are making it. You know, they're, I mean, ever since, I believe, 96, when Brandy Chastain's uh, takes shirt off uh, a penalty kick to beat China, I believe, at the Rose Bowl. Like, it, it, it's kind of been, it, it's kind of been a gray area. Let now me ask you this. Um, there's um, a college coach um, for the women, and these guys, these girls are professional. Do, does that change? There's not as much exposure. I there's know, not as much. But does it change? Yeah, that's a, a very good point. No! I mean, change I mean, anything. What well, was a uh, Gino? Uh, he's a pretty good coach. That mm-hmm. guy's real good, yeah. but I don't mean he, he's just as good as the the Duke coach. He's yeah, just do good as the men's coach for the Olympics. Gino R.E.M. always gets the best talent of the best everything. But he's coaching professional women in Olympics, and we have we just half of them were went to Connecticut when he coached them. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is that that's kind of di- I mean, that's yeah. he's got he his has, Connecticut team. But well, yeah, I mean, he has Diana Taurasi and Maya Moore. I mean, yeah, those two are the two of the best women coaches basketball players in the last ten or fifteen years. Do you get a professional coach uh, for the women? Because they are professional women coaches. Obviously, we got a professional women basketball team. Yeah. Same thing, same conversation we were having with the men. Mm-hmm. A professional women basketball coach. Because a lot of them are former NBA players. A lot of them are, are <laughs> not necessarily um, uh, experienced enough to, to be coaching, but it's a WNBA, so it's different. You know, these college coaches in, in, in college women's basketball are the real deal. Pat Summit before she stepped down, <laughs> Gino Ariema, like the, the Baylor coach. I mean, they, these. It's different. I think that I think the step from college women's basketball to WNBA and men's college basketball to the NBA is a smaller jump. Even though that sounds horrible to say, I think it's true. it's the same thing as bringing uh, Tom uh, Larusso back for the All Star game. Who was the coach for the, the Sparks when they was winning all their tournament uh, basketball games? Orlando Woodridge. Orlando Woodridge. What's wrong with him? You can bring him back to coach. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I'm just saying. There's there are people out there. Who who has the credentials to do it? I'm just if you we talk Not about the man, it's just different. It's just I mean, and, it was, and, and, it's different. And exposure, ex- exposure, the, the lack of exposure makes it different as well. If, if I tell you um, Magic Johnson's gonna coach the women, people are gonna watch because they want to see Magic. Now. Magic tried coaching 11 games for the Lakers. No, so no, I'm, I'm talking miss. about the women's sports. I'm yeah, talking comparing the women and the, uh, the men. <laughs> I know. Okay, um, so do you think that it is immature or? Or un-Olympianic 
See, that's another one. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Uh, that, uh, that, I mean, that one I believe you that, could that, spell. That, that the gold, dictionary, that, according to that, Alex. That silver, uh, I'm publishing it this year. That silver and bronze medalists are pouting on the podium while being awarded their medals. I Do you think, think they should be smiling, being, you know... Uh, it's their emotions. I think they should be real. She was yeah. genuinely not happy, so why should she put up a fake front? To me, well, the bottom line is, because USA, because you're, you are an Olympian, not just some kid on a block that didn't get her their way, and they're pouting because of it, that she's the one who caused herself to lose. Yeah. And she it's, should represent she the USA in a way. Frustrating, I get. I understand that. And I think there's a time and a place for that, but it's not on the podium. For those, for for those who don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Michaela Maroney, who um, who fell on, on vault, and she's been, she's a number one vault uh, woman in the world, and she fell and she ended up getting silver, which she maybe even shouldn't have gotten. But, okay, Kwame, go ahead. Just one. No, I'll, I'll go back to um, uh, Deborah said, it's USA. When these girls are training for four years, you, you the kid stuff is gone. You become uh, an adult to some certain extent. So now, when you lose, you can't go back to revolting to a kid. You've been training physically for four years. Now that coach has to train your mind. You have to train who you are as a person. I'm not saying don't have fun, don't don't be a kid ever again, uh, because you have problems as an adult. Because you some things you not you wasn't allowed to do as a kid that you want to do. Sure. Saw the kid. Now I go back into all that. But when you training. You train the mind too. You just don't train the body. So how you respond and react to certain things, situations, tell me what kind of person you are. Now the well, question is, oh, go ahead. Go it's ahead. like anything else in sports. It's moment to moment. You have a moment to be up there on the podium with that flag in front of you, show who you really are, and not the pouting kid that sure. you feel like. Right. I, mean, I, mean, I would say I shouldn't have failed. If yeah, I, yeah, that was but, but you'd be smiling and waving and be like, I'm, I'm representing my country. I'm going to show that I'm happy wow. that I got. I mean, and of the th- hundreds of thousands of girls that I would like to have been standing yeah. up there that weren't. With yeah. the silver who's on now the other side. an Australian swimmer who was crying because she didn't win the gold. Right. Now, deeper than that. Expectations are so that, high on these right, people. Right. Deeper than that, is it the parents and the coaches' fault that say gold mm-hmm. or bust? In, in the U.S. only. Because they're the, the really, and China are two of the only ones that can really say that and meet it and have, and have it be a, not a lofty goal. I think it's a bigger just difference emotionally between a gold and a silver especially some of them there's like that split second in swimming that you lose by a hundredth a hundredth of a second then fourth and the bronze people are happy with the bronze because they got a medal uh, I don't think I don't think Michaela Maroney would have been happy some, with the some, bronze some, some, <coughs> some of them go some of the Olympians go there and they know there's a chance I can win the gold or silver but I, I know who the best in the world yep. there's like two or three other best in the world I mean I, we know New England, Pittsburgh are some of the best teams. In the, if I'm the Denver Broncos, you think I'm going to go in there and beat them? I don't care if Peyton Manning there. I, right. I, I'm depending on who that person is and their expectations. We put a lot of expectations on uh, LeBron James, and now he finally got a ring. We're going to find something else to put on him. It's, it's the expectation you go in with. Yeah, and I would totally agree with that. It's the expectation yeah. that the player has for themselves that some of the guys and gals that were standing up there that got a bronze were elated that mm-hmm. they were standing on the podium, period. Yep. Others, if they didn't get the gold and they got the silver, were standing around pouting. Yep. So we, it depends on your own internal level of expectation and what you believe you can don't do. Don't you always want to be the best? Don't you always want to be the best? Yeah, okay, okay. So, so how, there's so, only so much you can do. I so can't run faster than everybody. But sometimes I work you get so, beat by somebody who's better than you, yeah. even yeah. though you gave your very best. Even a, even, and yeah. that's what happened. Right. Mm. She had her, She was hyped to be the best. She is technically she, the best vaulter. She had the marketing. She, she was our best. That's why she was there. 
all she had to do was stand on her feet, she would have won. She, would have won. Well, she had two vaults, so the first one she did land. Right, and the second uh, one the she second fell one they because she went through the motions. I watched, I watched it. Yeah. She it looked like she went through the motions. I, I I wasn't there. I'm not in that atmosphere. You have to be in the atmosphere to really criticize uh, criticize what happened. Human nature. We we um we criticize people for the things we can't do. That's exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, it. I, I, I I blame I blame the coach. So I mean, the, I, in that instance alone, that very minuscule instance, I would say the coach needs to go up to her before she goes on the podium, smile for your country, wave, and you can cry when you get off the podium. Yeah, cry when you go home. And that's and that's I mean, it's tough, you know. But that's that's what you need to do. If you're in a, if you're yeah. You're well, an adult. You're an adult at advocate, 16. I'll be crying if I got go. Well, I mean, what part of my emotions you want me to show or not show? Mm-hmm. I want you to show, in all essence, fake ones. If you don't, if you don't want to be crying, like, and oh, we got to take a break. Uh, on the other side, we got uh, down and dirty with Deborah. We're gonna finish up the pouting uh, conversation. Uh, Cindy's skull. Oh, she's staring at me right now. We'll be right back. Kwame <laughs> Lasseter Sports Talk. Flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out. Welcome back to Farmer Lasseter Sports Talk. Farmer Lasseter, Deborah Debris, Cindy Liska, and Alex Clancy in the studio. Uh, we were talking about pouting. Uh, I win silver. I'm sad. I'm going to pout in front of 50 million people watching me. Um, I think it's abhorrent, but that's just me. That's my opinion. Easy with the big words. I think it sucks. Uh, Can I have a thesaurus, please? Yeah. Well, at least at least that was a real word. At least that one you could find was, in the thesaurus. That was a real word. No, nah, nah, I hear you. I hear you uh, because I, I'm I'm this guy. When I because I, I I can remember one training. There's you know there's there's no room for your emotions or anything like that. When I'm training, you take all that out the side. You can't. It's the same thing when you do with rookies in the NFL. You're not a rookie anymore. It's time to play ball after your sixth game. It's, you're not a, you're, the mistakes are done. You gotta, you better find a way to become a professional now. 
So I, I, I hear what you're saying as far as <clears throat> the pouting, but there's a lot of emotions with the winning sure. and the losing. Yeah, so. I'll give you that. Yeah. So but if you make it to the Super Bowl and you lose the Super Bowl, are you supposed to smile and say, yay, we got second place? Or it's, it's, not, the other it's, not, about, it's the not about being happy. It's me. It's, no, about, it's not yeah. about being happy. Right. You don't get a medal for being second in the NFL. You run across the field, you shake the other guy's hand, you give him a hug, play yeah, and, game, and then you go back to the locker room and kick a few things. If yeah. I left everything out on that field, win or lose at the Super Bowl, if I lost the Super Bowl and I left everything on the field, I'm like, damn, I tried. Yeah, that's right. I left that's everything not, on the field, I will be upset. I'm like, I had a good opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Plus, plus you didn't. So you, you win the genetic. You, you get lucky. You get your spots. Because the no. NFL we talked about is all about luck. A lot of it is getting getting the right timing, being able to get timing, a spot on timing. a team. See, I don't put timing and luck to, in the same Mm-mm. together. Mm-hmm. But I think it's timing because there's a lot of people you you see get Super Bowl ring. Like, how did he get a Super Bowl ring? Yeah. Uh, it's not hating. It's just like. Timing. He went to the right team at the right time. Sure. Uh, he's not lucky because he maybe, was good enough to get. Maybe luck was the wrong word. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm okay. just saying. It's just he practiced well with the other guys that won it. Right. Right. And and, and, what, and what do you think ring. about serious? Yeah. Exactly. What, what do yeah. you think about tennis? Like tennis, uh, you know, winning. That's all predicated on me. That's mm-hmm. all predicated on my training. I'm out there by myself. I can look at my coach and he can give signs that he wants to, which is which is illegal. Um, but now I have to go back and forth with the volleys and, and, and back and forth with that person who's just as good as I am. Sure. So uh, Michael Phelps, <laughs> done, uh, in theory, retiring. Yep. Uh, 22 medals, 18 golds. Uh, Ryan Lochte's partying with, with, with the hot redhead uh, uh, yesterday. Pull so it that it kind of shows – kind of show, you want to pull it up? It kind of shows uh, – the difference in the two. You know, Ryan Lochte, uh, he was supposed to be, this is my year. He, he's a jackass man. for saying that. Is he? He has no idea what he's talking about. There's not going to be another Michael Phelps ever again. He is the best Olympian ever, in my opinion. 22, 22 medals, 18 golds, by far. I think he's the most the so, best decorated. I think he's most decorated. because I don't know. If you consider swimming a sport, which a I lot do. of people don't. I do. A lot of people don't. Olympic-wise, you do. How can a sport only be a sport for two weeks out of every four years? So that's a debate for another four shows. We can talk about that. I yeah, think, okay. But I think going into this Olympics, Ryan Lochte did have that mentality because Michael that's Phelps, great. I, I had that better. mentality, but Michael I didn't make Phelps, the Olympics. But he, lost but he the better. Second. He got, what did he get, bronze? After he, he got his first gold, he was still going, but then he got the bronze, and, and yeah. then he was done his He got a bronze when he should have got silver because that's the expectation. Yeah. How can and your attitude be done? I agree with you, but how yeah. in the Olympics? Okay, either it way, shouldn't, Michael Phelps is retiring, and Deborah today will be talking about retirement and Well, let's get on it. Go. Talking about down and dirty with Deborah. retirement sucks. <laughs> sucks if you don't have a strategy in order to be able to have a sex, uh, successful transition. So Michael Phelps right now is retiring. Stated it, done, emphatically says that's it. He's got 22 Olympic medals. 18 of those are gold. He's 27 years old. He's worked hard. I mean, he has pushed his body, his mind, his talent, everything to the highest levels. He's been a great, great for the sport, represented USL, uh, the USA team well, He's got a mother who's extremely proud of him, and rightfully so. Um, really has millions of enthusiastic viewers watching him, and he's made swimming cool amongst the kids and amongst the celebrities. He sacrificed a lot. If he says, I'm done, and he's going to retire, he deserves to be able to retire. But so do many other athletes, many other elite athletes who have faced the struggle and the sacrifice since they were little kids coming up in whatever sport that they did to reach the pinnacle of their career. They enjoy to be able, they really deserve to be able to enjoy their life and step back and take their winnings. So my question is, 
why don't they? Why can't some of the athletes simply step away and find a way to actually enjoy their life afterwards? From the outside looking in, we look at it and say, they got cars, they got jewelry, they got houses, they got money, they got friends and families, they got the lifestyle. We all look at and say, man, would I love to be that person. But the one thing that they they need, and they need it more than anything, in order to be able to protect their health, their wealth, and their sanity, is what most athletes that I've heard describe as it's almost a shock. It's the shock of that sneaky, silent, dream-stealing feeling that comes up over them, comes up fast and furious, that just can really just suck the life right out of them whenever they go into retirement, and it's that feeling of loss. And really, it comes from a couple things. And there's only a few that I'm going to mention today, but I'm going to break it down so you can understand what can go wrong. It doesn't happen with everybody, but it can go wrong. And one of them is understanding the needs. And I'm talking about the human needs that we all have. Whether you're an athlete, an entertainer, or an executive, some of the top three common needs that, if they aren't fulfilled, are going to really play havoc with somebody's retirement. One of them is significance. Now, any, anybody walking the street could have this as one of their needs, but it is especially true in high performers, again, athletes, entertainers, executives, that they need, they have that need to feel important in some way. And that's not a negative in any way, shape, or form because you can find significance in a lot of different ways. Mother Teresa was significant. You know, Stalin was significant. You know, so you can get it in a lot of different ways, but unless you have a plan to know and understand how you can take, if significance is one of your human needs, to be able to take that and fulfill that within yourself afterwards, you're going to have a problem. A third one is growth. The ability to stretch and go beyond where you already are. Athletes are used to doing this. So are entertainers and executives. What's that next level that I can get to? How am I going to move myself, learn and grow and get better at what I do? It's a human need within all of us that if we're not growing, we're dying. I mean, we've heard it many, many times. But now you get somebody who comes out of the sport and they're not growing in a way that they're used to. They haven't learned to reframe that in a way that maybe their pain and illness or just family circumstances causes them not to be able to grow in the way that they're used to and they don't know how to replace that with something else because they haven't gotten the plan. Certainty is the third one. Certainty, looking at something that's consistent, comfortable, it's been that way forever, which with athletes, they've learned how to, um, you know, being told what to do, when to do it, how to do it, the routines that they have, being on the field, you know, their practice, and then going into the sport. All of a sudden, they're retired, which should be, oh, my God, now I've got my freedom. I can sleep in in the mornings. I can do the things that I want to do, and yet it's a disruption to their system. It's not anything they've done wrong. It's just a disruption that unless they learn how to plan for it, all of a sudden they're coming into a family that's been used to having their own routines, and now they're almost the intruder or can be. Um, Addictions. Very quickly, again, we're all addictive. I've mentioned this before. Addictions are just simply the way we think repeatedly, the way we feel, the people we hang out with and what we do. When we do it on a repeated basis, it becomes an addiction. It's a chemical that floods our body and causes an addiction within us. So when we go from a player or a corporate, I had the same thing when I came out of the corporate world, that, you know, all of a sudden I was the head of the team. I was running, you know, a group of employees, and now I was all alone. And I had to figure out what was I going to do with that feeling of aloneness. Going from the adrenaline rush, whether it's uh, walking around the office and, and, you know, being the go-to person or being on the field, and now all of a sudden you're expected to relax. You know, you go from the attention of, you know, you demand to who thinks you're special. 
You know, there's others that are on this PDF I'm going to put out on the website that you guys can go to yourclearedge.com under the radio button and listen to the replay of this segment and read some of the others because even if we're looking at focus, you know, an intense focus that you have, whether you're in business or whether you're on the field, um, all of a sudden it's like now what are you going to do because now you've got worries and wonders coming up when you're in retirement and every ounce of pain you're starting to feel because you don't have a focus or a place for even for that period of the game that you can will yourself through it and forget everything that go- else is going on. So the answer to this, number one, is to understand that you're normal. You are absolutely normal. You're having a normal reaction to what's an abnormal situation because when you go into retirement, that's not normal for you. It hasn't been normal. So just know and understand what you can do to plan for that, to be able to raise your hand and raise it with an attitude to say, you know what, hey, dude, I could use a little help over here. I've never done this before. You know, my career and my legacy have been built on getting advice from experts so that I could excel. So this is no different. I'm going to step up and be a leader among men. I'm going to go to my fellow athletes and say to myself, you know what, Help me out here. Teach me what you know so that I can have a better life for myself. And the third thing is to ask. Ask yourself, how long are you willing to struggle and to suffer and to wonder and to become one of the statistics where too many cases there's bankruptcy, divorce, health problems, the addictions that I talked about, suicidal thoughts, where players go from being having a great number on their jersey that they're referred to to being one of the statistics in the newspaper. So my bottom line is plan for your retirement and your transition, and it can be smooth, fun, and easy. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to just go right over to you, Kwame. I'm just going to ask, you know, because you, you do a lot of things with charity. You play a lot of golf. You're still active. You have a great, you know, the family and everything. So how did you do it? Well, one of the things for me, was I came in the league how I wanted to, um, not, not, not being drafted or if football really wasn't. Football was a football. More so for me, was a dream. It wasn't my goal. And so when I came in <clears throat> and came to the Arizona Cardinals and played, I'm like, okay. So when it was time to leave, I thought, oh, let me wait a year uh, or two because you have to be mentally into um, whatever you're doing in the corporate right. world. With uh, you know the what we're doing, we come out, we do a great show. You have to be in and want to do this for an hour or so. You have to be into it, or you're not gonna get what you put into it. Um, so I waited a year before I say I'm going to retire because I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. I've seen a lot of guys go back. I'm like, what are you going back for? I don't want to be that guy and say, oh, I think I want to play again and try. And then you, the thought process, my thought process was, okay, you either you finish or you're not. And right. and I just knew I was finished. That's that's what Michael Phelps, 27, he's done. He'd be 31, let's say, if he wanted to do another one. Possibly could win a go, uh, some type of medal in four more years, but... That passion is not going to be there for him. The passion wasn't there for me in football anymore. I was sitting on the sideline. I'm thinking about golf on a football field. I'm like, either get it, get out of this before you get hurt, right. seriously hurt. So it was just a passion for me that um, I didn't have this. And a lot of things came with it, with the, the the politics. The only thing I missed about football is camaraderie with the guys. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do a lot of events, as you mentioned, Alex, about, you know, with golf stuff, uh, football stuff, charity work. And I try to get those guys around because those was our best time was the uh you know being around the guys it wasn't so much uh it was being around the guys and sundays Mm -hmm. no those the only days people really like right so it's hard work it's 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 work freaking hard work work. yeah i can't even i can't even give you an example where it was easy when it even looked easy it it was hard work you put in that work and you you just you are a robot for the time you go in from the time you leave so one day i wake up and say okay i'm done and um uh, a year later i wake up say oh wow i'm really done 
Right. So it, it's it's that part you of the. You took a year really to transition out. Right. Yeah, mentally yeah. and emotionally, which like, is which is a great way to do it. I said I was not. I didn't work out. I didn't. I didn't do anything. I, I worked on my golf game. It, it might have been two years. I worked on my golf game for two years. So I'm gonna teach myself. Well, I'm gonna teach get my game how I wanted. So it might have been two years where I'm like, okay, I got something really done uh, with football. Uh, now, uh, what was funny about it is that all these season ticket holders around here say, "Oh, you guys, uh, you you guys gonna do good next year?" Because they knew who I was, knew who I am, know who I am. I'm like, "You a season ticket holder? You don't know I haven't played in two years?" <laughs> I'm like, it's funny, but I'm, I mean, I just, yeah. I, I just play along with them. Yeah. <laughs> so you think? Because I'm for the Cardinals, so I keep. I right. say, "Well, the Cardinals gonna be okay this year." Yeah. So I mean it's it, it it's interesting. That was a really interesting topic. I just I obviously I'll never know what it's like for you to, on how to go through the the withdrawal and like I mean and, and a lot of people turn to their old roots before they join football. Everybody getting in trouble, you know, drugs maybe, yeah. uh, just ways to get that high again, the adrenaline again. Uh, I think it was it was really that high came with golf because you do look for the high again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that sugar mm-hmm. in your brain. You. Mm-hmm. Whatever you put in your mouth, if it, if it doesn't taste like sugar, your brain don't react to it, so you got to find something to do. Um, but I looked for that high, and that high was golf because it right. was competitive. It was a different thing every time I went out to play. Right. It was challenging. So you look uh, you look for those challenges, I should say. Which is interesting, too, because another one of the human needs is variety. So it, it depends on the, the individual what their human need is. And we all have some of each of the six human needs, but there's a couple that are usually stronger in us. And when we know what those are and we can play to those in a way that's productive for us, then we can win no matter what we're doing. But if we don't, then you come out of it and you end up, again, like I say, their statistics are really high about those that, you know, lose their money, lose their family, gain the weight, you know, have all sorts of problems. So... Um, do you attest, and I'm not trying to segue completely, but mm. with the whole thing with T.O. coming back, mm. um, he filed for bankruptcy a couple of years ago, I believe. Uh, that's why yes. he was playing with the... The, 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 the arena Rang- football yeah. or well, something. Uh, no, sometimes. Yeah. Go ahead. So, I mean, so, he's, so he's coming back. He's signed with Seattle for one year. They're probably paying him, you know, 25 grand to play football. I mean, they're probably giving I – mean, he better be making under a million dollars. It's or, uh, or, one – Seattle? Yeah. One mm-hmm. year, one million. Yeah, okay. Seahawks, that's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a far credit for – what did he get, eight mil for a year in Buffalo? Yeah, but he, man, sometimes you, you make Com- your own bed. So, okay, yeah. so here's the thing. So, Comparatively, it's a lot yeah. for so him is now. He yeah. hanging on, is he hanging on to any sort of relevancy that he has? Do you think he still loves the game as much as he did before? He's still a physical specimen. He ran a four four five forty. You know, he can probably he has two hands. He can probably still catch the ball. Yeah. And he's still tall. He'll probably still go across the middle to get the respect of his teammates. Mm-hmm. Is it worth the potential headache, even from a thirty eight year old child at times? Do you I think th- it's worth the headache? Maybe just for the publicity alone to get people to come to your games, but even though Seattle's still one of the best stadiums in the in the NFL. I thought the putting uh Chad Johnson on the Miami Dolphins was uh, publicity because they have the um, they have the uh, Hard Knocks Life show, so they mm-hmm. want to bring something mm-hmm. to them because there's nothing in Miami, sure. but beaches, yeah, and I beaches mean, <laughs> with women on them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the other beach was something else. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but 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 what the uh, Terrell Owens is is. I think he still has a passion to play football. I think he's still good enough. I hope so. This is one of the guys to drop more balls than he caught. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Michael, jo- Michael Jordan missed more shots than he made. Yeah. But he still has that passion. He still wants to play. He has a lot of things around him now that that's, that warrants him to play. 
uh, as far as he filed bankruptcy, they, he say he needs money. And, you know, you you if you read between the lines, most people file for bankruptcy because they not going to pay certain things. They're just not going to do it. Uh, I've made this much money. I'm going to keep this much money. Um, same thing we have with tax, taxes. I don't think he... I don't think he's going to be a disruption because remember he was in Cincinnati. He, I thought he was on his best behavior. He was the best wide receiver on that team. He was, and then he got hurt at the end of the year. Um, but you, you watch this guy get hurt. You remember Philadelphia, he got hurt, broke his leg. He came back and played Super Bowl, had the best game he's ever had in his life. This is fresh off a broken leg. Having The, the next action he had was in the Super Bowl and had the best game of his life. This guy takes care of his body. He does the right things. I've never... He's never come up in a, a drug situation. Right. I'm talking about football banned substance uh, situations where he took this, took that. Because guys mentally say, I'm at the NFL. I got to take this to stay in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Or I take this to get back on the football field, which they don't have to do that. If you, mm-hmm. it takes it takes time to heal a broken bone. If you go to the right team, um, and I'm going to search a little bit, but if you go to the right team and they they know football is a physical sport, you broke your your leg, your tibia is going to be all right in eight weeks. I'm giving you an eight weeks to be okay and then see how you are before I put you on a practice squad, depending on what my team's situation is. I think T.O. will be okay uh, in Seattle. They have nobody in Seattle, really, but yeah. I think he will be fine. He just want to play football again, and if anybody benefits from this, I think it will be Seattle. Yeah, I mean, and also you have the uh, Marshawn Lynch who made a resurgence last year. I believe Sidney Rice is still there. So, see, he did. he put up some good numbers when Brett Favre, before Brett Favre retired. Uh, and then he got hurt. And, he is. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing T.O. is going to have to manage, again, going back to the energy type thing, and he's, he's in a great locker room to be able to do it, but, uh, you know, the media and those type of things, if he gets out on the play, uh, the field starts doing really well, and he's got media and everybody talking to him and hyping him up and all that kind of stuff, he's going to have to realize not go back to the old T.O., to stay to, true to who he really chooses to be sure. and to be that person. And like I say, he's got a great locker room to do that in, the guys around him. People are going to look for him to blow up. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, but he, yeah, that's but his image, though. Let's let's. And I'm not. I'm not throwing you under the bus here. But you said that Plasco Burris could potentially have two Pro Bowl seasons yeah. in him, and then that didn't happen. So, yeah. and I I agreed with you then. I just don't know if this is going to happen. Like Tio, I think Tio has a better upside than Plax because Plax just runs down. He, he he runs he runs streaks and and hopes to uh, out jump the out jump. I, uh, I think Plax is more of a red zone receiver, yeah. which is, it serves his purpose in the league. Um, so it'd be tough for him to, uh, you know, have those Pro Bowl years. Yeah, I, well, we'll see. But yeah. he, but he'll still go across the middle. Oh yeah, he's thirty eight, and he, he's he's still nails. Yeah, you know when it comes to that. So I mean, it's it'll be really interesting to see what how that pans out. The, his last year in the NFL, he had nine touchdown catches with Cincinnati. I believe the most of them were were in four or five games because I remember he had a couple of huge games. No receiver on Seattle had nine touchdowns last year. No. So I don't think this is this can't be a bad move for Seattle. If if Terrell Owens does this right. He can go into and teach these younger guys how to play, and then go right into coaching. Right, um, this could set up his legacy. It, it could set up because I th- he's—I think he's a hall. He has Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to make it or not. He has Hall of Fame numbers. That's because me, you, and everybody else have an image of him that sometimes most of us can't get past. So. Look who's voting for this guy. You mm-hmm. got news reporters, you got re- sports reporters voting for him. Never played. Sure, that I don't. You don't have been in the locker room because you come in here after the football game or during practices, and then you got the feel of what's going on with me and Deborah, me and you. You don't. You don't know that. So these are guys that voting him, but he has done things to. He has done things for. However, the voting system is for me to. You know, second guess that. Yeah, and and people do forget how really truly talented he was in San Francisco and yeah. Dallas. I mean, even in Philly. Well, he he ran uh, <laughs> he ran uh, uh, Jerry Rice out of San Francisco. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they had J.J. Yeah, Stokes how, there, how, too, how, right? When J.J. Stokes was coming up. J.J. Stokes, they had, uh, what's, the, um, what's the other guy? 89. What's, was that Stokes' number? Anyway, that, you're but, the football but, player. He, I don't like football. Well, I, I didn't watch football. I don't, football like, football. <laughs> I don't like football. I, I don't, I won't watch, I would not watch, I don't watch football on TV. You don't? Mm, I come up here and make all this stuff up. <laughs> that explains <laughs> he so much. <laughs> he dreams it. September 8th, Deb. Yeah, we got a uh, second annual celebrity oh. bowling tournament coming up with Kwame Lasseter and Marte Jenkins. Uh, proceeds are going to Standout Sports as well as the Kwame Lasseter Foundation. Uh, give the calls out to Kwame Lasseter at 480-359-6351 or Cindy Liska at 702-572-7173. Get signed up, folks, man. This is going to be one of those... Uh, Got to be there uh, in order to enjoy it. And I just hooked up with the Arizona Free Arts Institute, so they're gonna they're gonna really get it out there. Hey, it's last minute, Good. but so Good. We, we see. And they and they do a lot of great things, man. They do for um, ab- abused kids and stuff. Mm. So it's good. We partner up a little bit. That's good. Uh, I did want to ask one last thing, though. Jonathan Vilma could potentially get his sentence uh, cut in half. Well, I mean, if they got to the Super Bowl, it would be 19 games because he was suspended the whole year plus playoffs. Mm. Uh, if he drops his defamation lawsuit against Roger Goodell, they were sources say that he'll, he'll, he'll get his thing cut down to eight games. Do you think this is Roger Goodell saying, could this run Roger Goodell out of town if this defamation lawsuit goes through? I, I don't, I wouldn't, if that's, if I strongly felt that I was, I was, you know, I would not drop my case. I would not drop my defamation right, suit. Right, because this has all yeah. been about his face yeah, and his so, family. So then you got to look at Vilma. It's like, what was this really about? If you drop this case, you just want to play football, right, or you right. want to go so take for time. Back up. Right, You're I wouldn't a drop it. Standoff right now. Yeah, right. I yeah. wouldn't drop it. There's a lot of other guys out there that's had cases against uh, him. But when it, about two weeks ago, all this came out in the news that he has too much power. Everybody knew he has too, mm-hmm. has too much power. You can't punish me, and then I got to go to you for an appeal. Yeah, you got to get a committee for that, and you cannot select the committee. Sure, but well, Vilma went th- didn't go through the appeal, so that's Roger Goodell's standpoint. Is if well, if, if the appeal process would have gone Goodell. through thoroughly, then maybe it would have been dropped down already. That's that's bullcrap. And here's the big thing is if it goes to court, we're talking evidence. You've got to have yeah. hard evidence right. in order to they find your have case. To prove some evidence. Right. And yeah. these are these are the NFL lawyers his lawyers saying, Yo, you better cut down the suspension so this thing doesn't go to court. And Goodell is a lawyer. Yeah. He's a pretty good lawyer. <laughs> um, so, you know, he going to make sure. So he can argue a point whether it's true or not. Right, yeah. And yeah, so did Kwame. That's what I say, whether it's true or not. No. I, I saw watch, you look hey, at him. I watched, yeah, I saw you. She looked at me. I, lo- I watched No, I'm just saying order. that's the way lawyers do it. It doesn't matter whether they believe yeah. it or not, they'll argue the yeah, point. Yeah, because think about this a, um, a defendant and a um, prosecutor. That's right. You yeah. choose that business according to how much money you want to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can defend a drug dealer. Easy. Mm-hmm. I can defend a murderer easy. Right. Now, who am I? What kind of person am I? Right. So, murderous drug dealer? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they no. all in San Jose. Where are you from? Where am I from? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling you where I live, where I used to live. Uh, that's our show. You guys, thanks for uh, coming out. Yeah, this is, it goes by fast. Time huh? flies when you're having fun, huh? Call me Lasseter, Deborah Debris, yourclearedge.com. What about Rock Bottom? Oh, was it it? Rock Bar? Rock Bar. Oh, I've kind of dropped that. Go into Rock you Bar. That? No, I didn't because I've been I've been on this side of the table. You go into go into Rock Bar. Segment. Go into Rock Bar. Twenty percent off. You say Clancy's Corner to a bartender. Twenty percent off your bill. Fifth and Craftsman in Old Town Scottsdale. I'm gonna go there. Cindy Liska. Smacks. You know you won't. I'm gonna smack because you get hundred percent off at, at Upper Deck. We'll talk about that. Yeah, off that's there. right. Cindy Liska, Deborah Debris, <laughs> Kwame Lasseter, Alex Clancy. Thanks for listening. Listen to us next week. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk.
Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>